Three, two, one, here we go. Rain Man's Take Podcast. Observations on the world we live in. My take on current events and other topics of interest. Also, interviews with some really cool people. So let's get the conversation going. Everybody, it's the Rain Man. Just want to give a quick shout out to everybody watching. Thank you very much. I know you're going to find this next raindrop thought provoking. I feel very strongly about these subjects, and I know you do too. So go ahead and hit the like button and subscribe. That way, we can continue bringing you great content in the future. So thanks again for being a part of Rain Man's Take and enjoy this raindrop. Hey, everybody, it's the Rain Man. Happy New Year to you. I hope you all had a great time celebrating and are looking forward to a great 2022. Over here at Rain Man's Take, we are really excited to start uh, season three and to kick the year off. I wanted to, ha I wanted to give some comments on uh, a couple of articles I read recently about the movie Matrix Resurrections, which is the uh, continuation of the original epic series, um, The Matrix, which came out in 1999 that kind of started it all. Seeing as the Wachowski sisters they were actually brothers when they made the original matrix also wrote the screenplay for v for vendetta in 2005 i'm going to comment on that one as well i think both movies are cautionary tales and very instructive in view of what we are seeing in today's society so what is the situation with the current movie um, like i said i read a couple of inter uh, interesting articles and the first one uh, was titled matrix resurrections writer says movie will reclaim red pill from the political right this was written by David Ning in, uh, on December 21st, and I found it over at Breitbart. Um, to quote from the article here, um, in an interview with The Onion's The AV Club, co-screenwriters Alexander Heyman and David Mitchell explained how the new movie is attuned to the current cultural and political climate. Things like the red pill, blue pill trope or meme and how it was kidnapped by the right wing, Heyman said, the verb to red pill and so on. So one thing we are mindful of is how to reclaim how to reclaim that trope to renew the meaning of red pill blue pill. And it's interesting because um, ha having loved the first movie Matrix, I wonder uh, I'd love to know what he thought about the original red pill blue pill trope from the original Matrix. It'd be very interesting to get their take on that and why things have changed uh, as much as they have over the last twenty years. And continuing on in that article, um, he says, "I don't." I don't see myself as a frontline fighter in the culture war, but you also want your work to mean something, to have an ethical edge. And again, what was he trying to say that was different from when they brought that trope out in the original movie? And again, in the uh, in my research, uh, I found many articles on both movies, and some were pretty damning as uh, about the original Matrix, as, as I'm about to explain here in a second. Uh, the problem is I see many of these articles have very left-leaning views seated firmly in the woke culture and we are, that we're witnessing today, uh, as I just kind of mentioned in that, in that first article. So the second article is called Matrix Resurrection Bombs at the Box Office. This is from Chris Menahan over Information Librarian, and I got this off the InfoWars website. 
And in the article, he basically says, uh, it turns out the left won't be reclaiming the red pill after all. Matrix Resurrections is DOA at the box office after five days with just 22.8 million in, uh, in revenue. On Rotten Tomatoes, the audience interest is just 64%. And the critics rating is 66%. And further on in the article, he states, the only good Matrix film was the first one. And that was only good because they almost certainly stole the plot from the movie Dark City after being given a uh, copy of that screenplay before that movie came out. And it's very interesting because in this article, there's links to a couple of uh, uh, videos of an interview with Dark City director Alex Proyas, and he lays out the the really interesting similarities, the uncanny similarities between the two movies. Now we're not going to talk about uh, that in this uh, in this raindrop today, but if you are interested in learning a little bit more about that as a fan of the original Matrix movie, um, go ahead on check out those videos. You can find them on on uh, YouTube. So. Um, those were the two articles I read, and I just, I just, I felt like I had to uh, to say something about them. So my take is the left can't take it back. The genie's already out of the bottle. I disagree. The right has hijacked it. I believe it's a rallying cry for all libertarians against what is seen as totalitarian overreaching control. The left and right fringes are such a small population. It's a large non-vocal middle that are starting to wake up. And that is not good for any authoritarian regime's goal of total control. Think about all the protests against overreaching COVID lockdowns we're seeing all over the world today. In both movies, there are final scenes of public up uprising. And more specifically, in the, you see that in, uh, in the third installment, Matrix uh, Revolutions. That's why I believe they're pulling out all the stops to convince the citizens that their eyes are lying to them. And in my view, that's what these articles are trying to do. The left has carte blanche to promote their narratives through the mainstream media and Hollywood, which generally are for more control and less freedom for the citizens. It's become all propaganda now. And you can see that uh, you see that in the matrix and you see that in real life. And I don't think it's going to work. The narratives are starting to unravel because the groups that have been pushing them have been exposed for their real motives. As an example, institutions like the World Economic Forum, international elites, the, Dav the Davos crowd are all being exposed. Think of all the recent talks about the Great Reset. The WEF is promoting removing ownership of private property. We'll own nothing and like it because we're happy and safe. It, their goal is world subjugation. All right, so the matrix. So what, is that, what does that actually mean? So a famous researcher, Jordan Maxwell, um, was one of the first ones to use that term years before uh, the movie. And in his book, Matrix of Power, Secrets of World Control, is a culmination of his research and interviews on the subject. And uh, kind of taken from the I'll take a couple of quotes from, from the book here on the back cover. Who really runs the world? Who controls the money, the politics, and almost every facet of your life without you knowing a thing about it? Is such a thing possible? Explore this fascinating subject with a man who has devoted a lifetime of study to uncovering our hidden masters. There are a number of more highly visible researchers who are speaking out and writing on the subject. Jordan Maxwell, for the most part, has remained in the shadows. And I'll continue reading a couple of, uh, a couple of quotes here that I find fascinating. 
at one time or another, at one time or another, we've all questioned as to whether all that we see in our experiencing in our world has some sort of rational plan behind it. Because we understand now that both the Republican and Democratic parties in America are basically run by the same people. The same money finances both sides. We know now through the work of many historians who have spent their lives working on research that both sides of world conflicts have always been financed by the same people. And as I've said many times before, this seems to be the method to the madness going on in the world. We know, of course, that that we cannot depend on the truthfulness of our leaders. Our leaders are misleaders. There is a science they are following. They have their own agenda, and it does not include us. Another uh, very interesting quote. Uh, They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you or any of us to think too much. That is why our country and our world has become so proliferated with entertainments, mass media, game shows, the distracting drivel of soap operas and every late night show, the inane nonsense of sitcom television shows, amusement parks, drugs, alcohol, and every other kind of entertainment. It is perpetually it is perpetuated primarily to keep the human mind distracted and entertained. This constant distraction assures that you don't get in the way of important people doing by doing too much thinking. You had better wake up and understand that there are people guiding your life and you don't even know it. And we now understand that most all American citizens has, have suspected that something like this is going on, but we are all too busy being frenzied with this entertainment and distractions, trying to stay alive and live our lives. And after all, what can one person do about it? One person can do nothing, but a national well-informed society can do much. So um, kind of getting back to uh, getting back to the matrix, that's, that's, the real matrix and kind of the real uh, what's going on behind the scenes in the world. I highly recommend the book, but getting back to the metric matrix, uh, you can find that famous red pill, blue pill scene all over the internet. So check it out right here. Um, I want to discuss a couple of things about the red pill trope and also V for Vendetta. So the first thing I want to just hit on is, is my own red pill experience. And, um, as I've mentioned in, in several episodes in the past, um, my life changed drastically after my, uh, my two combat tours in Iraq in 04 and 05. And so um, I just want to talk about what it was like before that, that world before and after. And, and really, the demarcation line is probably 9-11, as I'm sure it is with a lot of people. So my life before 9-11, uh, basically, I was a yes man. I was doing everything I was supposed to uh, by my world around me. You know, I, I, High school, family, coaches, the Catholic church, although I was far from an ideal Catholic, uh, more just a red-blooded American kid just trying to live his life, um, the life that was basically prescribed to me. And don't get me wrong, I loved it. Sports, parties, dreaming about big things about my future. And as a kid, I did that as a kid and, and even into my early 30s when, uh, when 9-11 hit. So, after the war, when I got back from my second combat deployment in 05, uh, my eyes were opened. The concept of America in my mind was still intact, but the establishment, the government, the mainstream media, Hollywood was pushing what that, what they were pushing left much to be desired in my view. And just as one example, think of the Patriot Act. Uh, that's taking away our liberties in order to make us feel safe. That act did more to destroy our civil liberties, uh, in recent years than, than anything. And we're still feeling the effects of that 20 years later. So when I got back, that's when I began to realize that the government for the people, meaning us citizens just looking to live our lives was not the case. 
We're just pawns in the game for the establishment elites in my mind. Just think of all the distractions that bombard us every day, the hamster wheel we put ourselves on just to get ahead. I believe they are there to distract us while more and more control and wealth is transferred to a very small group of people and institutions. Keep the masses happy and distracted, and hopefully they won't figure out what we're doing. I.e., the more people that take the blue pill, the better. So when I got back uh, those years after the war, 2006 to probably 2008, I just read anything and everything I could get my hands on, Um, had many conversations with friends who are also feeling the same way that I was. And what I found was there are many researchers out there like Jordan Maxwell who have devoted their lives to tracking these things. And the information is out there for anybody who is interested in learning more about it. It's just they're not promoted by the system because all this research is exposing the system for what it actually is. Right now, uh, I no longer take things at face value. I try to look behind the curtain as much as I can, outside the reality that is made for me by all these established institutions, the mainstream media, Hollywood, social media, etc. Yes, I still live in this world, but I can now see it for what it is, and I'm able to base my decisions and choices with a better understanding of the reality we're living in. So, we see in today's environment almost the exact situations that are unfolding, as we saw in both those movies. In the Matrix, continuing on with the red pill, blue pill trope, um, this is another great quote from, uh, from Morpheus when they're, when they're first into the simulation with Neo, uh, to quote, the Matrix is a system, Neo. That system is our enemy. But when you're inside, what do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, the very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are part of the system, and that makes them our enemy. You have to understand most of these people are not ready to be unplugged, and many of them are so inert, so hopelessly dependent on the system that they will fight to protect it. The movie takes it a little bit too far, obviously, but the fact is, throughout our lives, through everything we ingest, food, information, entertainment, it's been programming us to be dependent on the system. The people who have seen behind the curtain realize this, and although we have to live in it, we can make better decisions for ourselves as sovereign individuals. So the, the concept and the idea of America or, or the United States as perceived by our founders was revolutionary in world history of people interacting with each other in the sense that it was the first time in history individuals were considered sovereign over their lives and that they could only allow themselves to be governed by the consent of the governed, hence representative government. And up until that point, it was kings, emperors, tyrants, basically the elite, and then everybody else. The argument of whether our system was good or bad is for another time. However, for our purposes today, I'm just going to use a famous quote from Benjamin Franklin when he came out of the the conference and a passerby came by and asked him what kind of government we have. And he famously said, we have a republic if you can keep it, meaning it takes moral, informed, and a citizenry active in their own governance to make our system of government work. And it's fair to say that we don't have that because of all the things that we've discussed so far with the, with the distractions and everything that's going on in our current, uh, our current modern society. That was intentional in my view. There have always been forces during the founding that did not want the citizens to have too much freedom. Alexander Hamilton is a perfect example. He wanted a much more powerful federal government, hearkening back to the old ways, and Thomas Jefferson for more individual liberties and responsibilities. Those sides have and still battle for control of our country even today. So uh, getting back to our current situation and how the matrix red pill, blue pill trope pertains to it. To use COVID as an example, 
whose narrative is right and whose is wrong is absolutely just still debatable. But right now, there is no debate, and the issue is far from resolved. But one side's reality is being propagandized, and the other side demonized. There's a veil put in place by the system to stop any debate and therefore any chance of finding the truth or as close as we can to, to finding it. Enter the red pill. New media is looking for answers. People like Greenwald and Tiabi over at Substack, John Solomon at the Just for News website, and Joe Rogan, just to name a few. Additionally, the movie V for Vendetta is a fight against fascism and the modern day totalitarian state where it's the state's world, i.e. the elite's world, and the proles are just living in it, eking out an existence, an existence force-fed to them by the system. Based on the uh, English graphic novel in 1982 by Alan Moore and illustrated by David Lloyd and Tony Weir, the screenplay was adapted by the Wachowski, brother, Wachowski brothers. They said, it, they said the movie was speaking out against the Bush administration, but to me, it really should be all recent administrations. More power and control is, seems to be the goal uh, to all government right now. That's my point. All government needs to be monitored and looked at suspiciously. V obviously goes too far, but the public uproar at the end of the movie is what is needed to stand up to this creeping tyranny. Because the bureaucratic elite's goal is power over us, think of all the hypocrisy we see from our leaders. It's power and control because they don't even follow their own rules. Think of uh, AOC and Swalwell vacation recently in, in uh, Florida coming out of some very uh, COVID restrictive states. Current administration, the current, the current administration is fully embracing fascism, high tech censoring and control of what we think, watch and want. Think about this, the movie, the social media and the ramifications of that movie, along with many other private sectors are working in concert to promote totalitarian collectivist policies. They combine for a top down control. Think COVID mandates, groupthink hysteria about dead, deadliness of the virus, the, the politicization of the debate, the censoring and shutting down of any opposition viewpoint or information. It's my view that people are waking up to the propaganda and are trying to figure out what is really going on. Think about this. Joe Rogan has close to 10 million followers and pick any CNN hosts show and they might get over a million and most don't even get nearly that much. People are starting to realize what they've been fed is propaganda, not news. That's why I don't think they can take it back. I don't think the left can take back the red pill, blue pill trope, because uh, for me, the original meaning of it, it, it's already out there. Taking the red pill in the context of today is searching for other areas to find information because we know that we're not being told the truth as a direct assault on the, that is a direct assault on the elite's attempt at control. They employ the cancel and woke cultures, Hollywood and mainstream media propaganda to push narratives and policies that I believe are precipitating the dissolution of our social fabric. And just think as some examples, the censoring of any opposition opinion, uh, the trans movement and the destruction of women's sports and the attempt to rewrite U.S. history through uh, the Project 1619 Project and, uh, and CRT, as well as using the victim mentality to shut down any debate. Those are all just some examples of what I'm talking about. So why do I think these themes of these two movies are more pertinent today than ever before? And Matrix has an example. The private sector and the government working in concert to promote a narrative is the definition of fascism. The big tech censoring arm for the government. Um, think of all the, thing, all the major news uh, items that have happened over the last several months that have been completely censored off of the, uh, off of the, uh, the information highway. 
in V for Vendetta, eerily similar to the current environments. The federal mandates, the overstepping their authority, all in the name of keeping us safe. In both movies, the machine is doing everything in their power to maintain control. And the ultimate climax in both movies is that the citizens eventually win the day. We are watching that desperation of trying to maintain the status quo of our system, in my view. So my conclusions. The concept of the red pill is actually apolitical. It crosses political lines. It's about liberty and freedom. It's a damning indictment of government overreach and tyrannical control policies gone to the extreme. Today, it is more obvious than ever, in my view. Think of what we are watching our current establishment try to do with COVID and the whole censoring of opposition viewpoints, just to name, a f- just to name two, and it's happening all over the world. As an example, there are two COVID realities right now, Florida and Texas and 15 other states like them versus California, New York, Illinois, and the rest of the states. Our current government and their allies in the mainstream media in Hollywood, basically wherever information is disseminated, doesn't want you to know about the red state reality and are lying, censoring, and destroying well-educated, well-meaning physicians to keep that reality away. And so you have to ask yourself, why is that? If as was the case last year, if COVID infection rates and deaths were essentially the same in California and Florida, if that was true and you had the choice of how to live Florida with much more open and freer environment or California locked down with crushing policies, reducing civil liberties, which one would you choose? You see a lot of people making that choice to move. The point is 17 states are actively and successfully debunking the mainstream media's and the administration's narrative and are trying to live in as much freedom as possible. As a result, they are omitted from the conversation. So in the matrix, people are slaves to an unseen machine that wants control and domination, and they don't even realize it. That's the case if you only listen to one side of the story, i.e. the echo chamber of your own bias, the blue pill. This machine controls how we think, what we see and read, and it's primarily coming from the, uh, the big tech companies, and the vast majority of which are uh, identified as, as far left in their politics. V for Vendetta is lashing out against a tyrannical regime that allows its citizens to live, but they must show absolute obedience and acceptance of the government in order to keep them safe. They trade liberty for safety. And again, think of the COVID hysteria that we're going through right now. What is the end state in this version of reality we see rolling out in front of us? Consolidation of power into the hands of very few group of elites. Think the Davos crowd, Bilderberg's Bohemian Grove. Anywhere the elites meet in private, this is what they're discussing. As an example, and in my opinion, the World Economic Forum and their agenda 2030 promoting the benefits of not having personal property and liking it. And then you read about Blackstone Group, who's also uh, part of the Davos Group, and they participate in that annual meeting. The Blackstone Group recently purchased 17,000 single-family homes in the United States and several billion dollars worth of apartment buildings. And you wonder how many other groups from those meetings are doing the exact same thing. So you can actually start to see that reality playing itself out uh, in the real time. Total control of our lives and the enrichment of a very few is basically what I see the end state being. So where does it all end? I have no idea. My only hope is more people are awakening to the propaganda. And by taking the red pill, maybe they begin to get informed so we as a society can stop the slow roll towards a totalitarian society, which in my view seems to be accelerating in pace recently. Censorship, cancellation, 
banning all those things should terrify all freedom-loving citizens. The, the ones that call for these totalitarian controls believe the propaganda. They have obviously not taken the red pill. Well, hopefully, they'll start to see the light as well. So we'll see. Anyway, um, that's just what I wanted to say about the, uh, the latest movie, um, Matrix Resurrections, and their idea of trying to take back the, uh, the trope of taking the red pill versus the blue pill. Um, looking forward to seeing you all again on the next episode. And uh, before I close, just say, fire responders if that's you out there thank you very much for your service stay safe this is the rain man and thanks for watching talk to you soon thanks for watching rain man's take observations on the world we live in if you like the content don't forget to hit the subscribe button below you can also follow rain man's take on instagram at rain man's take also check out our website at www.rainmanstakepodcast.com and send your comments to rainmanstake at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for future podcasts, which will be coming out every Thursday at 5 p.m. West Coast time.